Uncertainty. Just felt like I had like a softball of flames in my chest and like my whole back was all tensed up. I couldn't sleep. I That's... couldn't get comfortable. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I'm just really tired today. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel better, but I'm just really tired. I'm really tired too. So this will be a tired episode, episode 10 of Embrace Yourself. That's right. Uh, I mean, our, it's uncertainty. Our topic is uncertainty. Well, so let me tell you about, <clears throat> I'm in a, I'm in a, sort of under the weather feeling mood, but also like mentally under the weather because um, I don't know if you know the story, but I started like seeing somebody sort of casually before quarantine happened. Yeah. And, uh, we really hadn't been able to see each other since then. And I did, I did let her come over like a few weeks ago, two weeks ago or something like that. But afterwards it was like, that was probably not the wisest thing to do. And then Every subsequent weekend since then, it's become a, like me trying to be like, no, I don't feel safe, but she's going to ask anyway. And it's, right. it's, it's very uncomfortable and it makes me feel very guilty, but I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing the right thing that makes me feel good, but I feel very fucking guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, my sister, Amanda she sent a text to our family the other day saying like, Hey, you know, what's everyone's feelings about like, you know, uh, social distancing mother's day get together where we plant flowers in mom's garden and stay away from each other and wear face masks. And maybe like we can bring our own food or something. Yeah. And like, I'm like, yes, I want to do that. But then I'm also like, Oh, is that even a good idea at all? Yeah. Uh, my sister and her wife and their son have, experience symptoms so they're right off the bat like we wouldn't be coming which is fine you know yeah. but I just was like I want to do that but I know I shouldn't you know but I, so I said I'm like I guess a lot of this comes down to mom's comfort level but part of me is like should I, like I really be driving from Ann Arbor to Southfield you know like yeah I know it's like not that big of a distance but I'm also like okay what if I get in a car accident now those medical personnel have, and police and like I basically you could you could potentially bring people in close proximity in ways that you just can't risk when you're at home. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Like, um, well, let's just do a Zoom Mother's Day, you know, which I get, but I'm also just like bummed. Yeah. Yeah. It blows. It blows. Yeah. I think last time we talked, we didn't do our we hadn't done our Easter thing. Mother's Day's coming up. That that's sucks that nobody's gonna i mean people are gonna get to back together stuff's supposed to be opening back up right right yeah i'm like i don't care i'm not going <laughs> you know like no yeah same here i mean we have to do the small things we have to do like you have to go shop and i mean right. i gotta say like i feel genetically i'm pretty good at like not using a lot of fuel don't need a lot of food and right. then also pretty good at being alone. I guess I'm not freaking out. The part that's freaking me out the most is that I'm letting other people down by like uh, being yeah. so overly careful. And it's like, if it was just me doing my, my thing, 
I, I would feel really good. It's been great weather this weekend. It's been like sunshiny. I've been outside. I've been like, but I can't fucking shake this like uneasiness. About. Yeah, well, and that's completely fair. <laughs> like on every single level and, you know, what would you call it? No, I can't think of the right word. I mean, no, there's, yeah. there's no reason to not feel that way. Like, I feel like that's present no matter what. Like, with 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 only giving general information, recently there was a little bit of a blow up um, amongst some of my, like, colleagues. Like, over what to me is kind of semantics. I mean, I'm really dumbing it down and I'm sure okay. people involved in the situation would be like, it's not semantics. But the bottom line is it got real heated yeah. over what essentially was, you know, like a difference in viewing something that is fundamentally the same. Like when you really boil it down. Mm. And, I, and, and I just kind of felt like you have to recognize right now, anything that makes you feel super emotional you need to recognize that it is happening under the guise of this external stressor that is ever present and completely unknowable, you know? So like give people a fucking break and put the brakes on when you feel like freaking out, yeah. you know, yelling yeah. at people or like cutting off ties or like making huge relationship changes or judging yeah. people for being safe, you know? I just, yeah. There's a lot of reason that you would feel, you know, more fraught than normal about stuff. Yeah. But it probably feels because all of this is just ever present. It doesn't feel like you're being motivated by that or, or that that factors in, but it always does. And I just wish people would just chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the dog community thing was maybe driven a little bit by people's fears outside of what you were even discussing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a like, lot of my shit's just about the stuff that is about coronavirus, though. It's just like yeah. my level my level of disappointment that, A, this relationship is just kind of dead in the water at the moment. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're texting and stuff, and it's, it's not going to go anywhere. I think it's just, go it's over. Like, this is, right. coronavirus has sort of killed it because we can't establish this, like, closeness without... The actual closeness and it's wait just, are you breaking up with her via this episode <laughs> no, no i'm not doing that that's not what's happening but it, it's very it's just <laughs> i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't part of something <laughs> it is very disappointed that people's level of like okayness with things is hinging on like what i'm willing to do like the other people should be like also right. as stringent as me yeah, it, I feel that. And especially since, you know, when I go back to quote unquote regular business, my job is seeing people in person, typically yeah. at their houses, you know, so I do feel that. I mean, I even have a couple of clients right now that are chomping at the bit for me to come to their house and I am not chomping at that bit. And it has nothing to do with them personally. They seem great. Honestly, they all seem to be being very safe, but it's just the fact that if I come to your house, I may have been at two or three other people's houses before that and might be going to someone else's after that. You know, it just yeah, puts yeah. me in a position where we're like, yeah, you're staying safe and you're staying at home, but I am now being exposed to multiple people and possibly being a transmitter yeah. unknowingly. And that causes me a ton of stress. And I don't think it's just because I have OCD, although that has been fun. It's <laughs> not helping. It's not helping. Oh, no. no. I, like a, a colleague of mine, she was kind of joking, kind of not, was like, well, 
if nothing else, like you've been preparing for this day, you know? Yeah. Um, and I do feel like in some respects, like, yes, but it also, I think weighs even harder on me because I'm not going to be the person who's like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let down my fortitude because it's so nice out and I would love to go to a cookout or like, I don't really feel comfortable with it, but screw it. You only live once and it's beautiful. So I'm going to go for a bike ride with my friend. Yeah. I I get it. You know, I get those people, but I don't think it's fair that I'm the one that has to feel like stick in the mud. So I think that's kind of where you're coming from. Yeah. And also like, so my next door neighbor has had like a friend over and they've been building like stairs all weekend for like, they got their driveway redone. They needed stairs for their side door or whatever. It's just been like, so it's been them like being buddy buddy and hanging out in close proximity without masks on and it's been, you know it's a little bit like why are you why are you here why are you why'd you come over to this neighborhood go away <laughs> friend yeah. of my neighbor and i don't know it's yeah yeah i'm i'm the stick in the mud and i'm the person that has to be like no we're not doing that and then i'm just i uh there's but you also have to cut yourself more slack too, because again, you're operating under the same level of like, things are going to be extra stressful, extra irritating and cause me extra anxiety, you know? So you also have to be like, fuck it. I'm doing what's right for me. And that's important. Like I can't bend my will to other people. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know we've experienced that a little bit where there's been a few friends of ours who don't seem to be taking this very seriously. And it's a fucking bummer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying they're storming the fucking capital. They're not like that, but they are hanging out and like, you know, go, going to each other's houses. And it just makes yeah. me feel like, come on, man. Like I want to do that too, but. Same. Yeah. Right. That would be great. But no, and there's a definitely a bunch of people that I miss seeing in person. You want being one of them. It'd be great to do an episode in person sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But my mom and my sisters, like, I'm like, yeah. ah, I want to go hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. So instead I'm going to, I'm sending them weird mail. I'm going to make, make like handmade cards and shit. And just, that's going to be my way Do it. being you know, close it's funny to funny because I thought of that too, because I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to like write letters. And, and then I start feeling this incredible guilt about like, oh great. Now somebody from the postal service has to take my whimsical message from me to my friend, you know? So that's true. I haven't I'm, really thought about it that far because if I think, I think if I go that far, I'm just going to be, absolutely miserable i'm already miserable or it's terrible i'm looking forward to working tomorrow life is stupid like what the fuck i just i want something to distract me and work is doing a good job of that hey i'm gonna read you a quote right now do it just throw this off for let's throw this in 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 the gutter for a second i'll read you a quote tell me who said it Media, media literacy in the internet age is incredibly difficult to develop. You have to navigate special interest groups, trolls, ads, conspiracies, fake accounts, satire, sensationalism, and beyond in order to find credible source material and relevant experts buried under the mess. Who said it? Yeah, it was a tweet. Who tweeted it? Oh, so now that I know the person has a Twitter account, that really narrows it down. It does. <laughs> It's a company, actually. To oh, it's, this. it's a company, so it's not a person. No, it's the social media manager of a company. Mark Zuckerberg. No, Stakeum. What? You know the company Stakeum? Yeah, I haven't thought of those. I think I think I used to eat those in like junior high. In the eighties, right? Yeah, I well early nineties. Okay, but... to me, it's eighties food. I know my mom would make 
make steak. I mean, it was yeah, totally. I, I don't think we ate it past the eighties for to be to be honest. But no, I think once you were like fourteen or fifteen, you're like you know objectively, I'm too good for these now. Yeah, <laughs> right. My palate has developed. And I deserve real steak. Yeah, something <laughs> like SpaghettiOs or yeah. Domino's. So Steakum, uh, their social media <clears throat> person has just been so woke and like so, <laughs> like they're not talking about Steakum at all. It's just, just about media literacy and- That's Amazing. It's kind of awesome. It's just so it's like so the, teen, the teen vogue of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the teen vogue of frozen meat products on Twitter. Yeah. Who knew that that would mean a, a description of, you know, a great source for information and um, the fundamentals of anarchism? Like, imagine taking that job. You're like, the, I'm the Twitter person for Steakum. And I'm just, I figure it's just going to be like steak sandwich puns, a lot of them. Like a lot of puns, maybe. And hey, why don't you and your old lady get some Steakum for dinner tonight? That's not a pun, but, you know. I feel like what happened was this person was like, you know what, fuck this job. <laughs> you... And then they just were like, I feel like no one notices me or comments on a single thing I do. I'm just going to start winging it. And then one day their boss stepped into their office and they felt really sweaty because they're like, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm being fired. They've been preparing for this day for a month. Yeah. They have a plan on what they're going to do. And their boss is like, it's fucking brilliant. Keep it up. And they're like, holy shit, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to stay here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Trying to get fired. <sighs> yeah, so that's cool. Steak products. Telling Working us. on his dissertation, you know. Telling us the real deal. That's fantastic. Oh, steak gums. Thanks. Yeah. So steak gums and teen, teen Vogue will lead us from the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> What is this episode? All right, so did you, I, I took that quiz. Yeah. Yeah. So Laura sent me this quiz. It was about, uh, it's from this place called the Music Lab, I guess, um, doing some research on tone deafness. Mm -hmm. um, they play you a series of tones and ask you to identify whether or not the tone went up or went down from the original tone. It'd be like boop, 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 boop. And you would say up. That was really a good, that was good. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes though it was like boop, 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 boop. Right. And is that up or down? Right. And I would get those wrong. So what did you get on this on this quiz? I I made a screen cap of it and then accidentally <laughs> deleted it. Um, so you have to take my word on it. What was the what was the highest you could get? Thirty two. I got thirty one. Nice. I got twenty six. Wow. I guess you're better at music than me. Well, I mean, duh. <laughs> Were you wearing headphones? I didn't wear headphones. I, I didn't just... have headphones on, and so I'm yeah. I'm guessing that does help a, a lot, but yeah. also that I just am an innate musical genius. Well, a friend of mine got twenty seven, and he said he was just holding it up to his his phone up to his ear. And got, got one more than me, so that's... That's savant territory right there. Not good. Nobody got them all right. One person got 31 right. A friend of mine got 31, which is pretty good. That's, that's what you got. That's what I got. Me and your friend are now rivals. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I was cool. be terrible at it because I know that I've suffered a decent amount of hearing loss through my adult life. I mean, starting in high school because I played in marching band and I played the cymbals and I've, I've been playing the drum since I was in eighth grade, you know, yeah. just recreationally, I that guess. That can't be good for you, no. And you don't wear, you're not an earplug person. Yeah, I, I didn't start to become an earplug person until, I don't know, probably I was in my mid twenties, maybe even, maybe even mid thirties. <laughs> so I, I know that my ears are not amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to suck at this. So I was really kind of surprised because I could, I was like, hmm, I can totally hear that this tone is a little bit higher. Yeah. And I was like, and I can also tell that it's only like a brush stroke of the tone. Like most uh -huh. of the tone is exactly the same, but I could. Like, that was one sixty-fourth of a tone high. Never would have been able to say that, but I could, I was like, totally, this is high. Some of them were one sixty-four. Maybe it was one thirty-second was the, was the smallest. Maybe one sixty-fourth was. Yeah, they were real close together. Yeah, there they was were another very on there. Um, I, I don't know if you if you took it. It was um, something about like world music. Can you tell which of these songs are for what purpose? So you could choose between lullaby, dance or celebration, uh -huh. song to mourn the dead, yeah. or prayer. I think like I think those are the choices. Uh -huh. and Every single one, I was like, cool, I'm open-minded. I love music. I love even weird shit that people have never heard. This is going to be great. Every song to me sounded exactly like a song that's like, well, I guess this one also is a song to mourn the dead. Oh, that's <laughs> it's definitely a song to mourn the dead. Holy shit, that's a dance or celebration. That's a celebration. <laughs> Every one of them, I was like, okay. I'm going with song to mourn the dead again. Like I was yeah. really trying to be objective, but they all just sounded like we are so sad and people died. Like, was it a bunch? So it was a bunch of different cultures or like one yeah. culture? Oh, they're all a bunch of different. I mean, it was kind of interesting because like they would say this song is from like an Aboriginal tribe that only one person has ever seen, yeah. like, you know, but I was just like, holy shit. I have no idea. They all sound so sad. <laughs> It's maybe because we have, because like traditional Indian music can kind of sound like that too. And then they also have like with the sitar, like yep. the microtones, they're not, they're not mm -hmm. on the Western scale of, of tones. They, like, they do stuff like the one, what's that? It's kind of why I thought, oh, I'm going to be good at this. I'm open-minded musically. I listen to a lot of music from India, both yeah. like everything from like Ravi Shankar to Bollywood music. I yeah. love a lot of like traditional, like, prayer music even though i'm not religious at all you got a 31 out of 32 on this right so. and then i'm like every other culture just mourns the dead over and over <laughs> is it is it maybe that americans are a little too happy are we though we seem enraged at all times i <laughs> yeah true true but other, you, there is this thing where other cultures like why are you fucking smiling all the time why are americans smiling all the time why are you baring your teeth all the time? Like Norse countries, a lot of European countries are like, what is this? We're not smiley people. And I'll see photos of people in India, even now. Like in American photos from like the 1800s, people always looked like real stern and angry and they weren't smiling for the camera because it was like taking a day to take the fucking photo. But like people in India, young people, they're not smiling in their photos. They're real deadpan, just kind of like, take the photo like I, I get I think it's difficult for people to smile hmm. when uh, 
when I was gonna say it's difficult for people to smile when they're not American because it's so great to be American. But well, um, I mean that's a, a truth. That's a truth. Yeah, I mean that's just a given. I don't know. I just don't think other cultures smile or laugh as much. Hmm. Interesting. But I also wonder though, are people smiling and laughing like truly because they're happy or is it some kind of displacement behavior? I mean, oh no, it's not because they're happy. That's what I mean. Like it doesn't yeah. seem like it comes from a sense of genuine joy. I mean, so much so that like, I think it's, it's almost shocking sometimes you're like, oh, this is like a joyful moment where people are just not self-conscious about what's happening and present and having fun together. Like it just doesn't happen that much. Usually people are like, Somebody get their phone out and memories happen. Yeah. <laughs> no one can stay in it for long enough for those things to exist. And yeah. that is something that I've been trying to find some like semblance of peace with in terms of like being home more often, you know, like the last couple of days with it being so nice, I spent so much time just sitting on a blanket in the yard with my dogs. Like nice. sometimes I was doing their nails. Sometimes I was listening to a book. Um, sometimes I was just laying there with them, like mm -hmm. anything. And just, I was just like, it's so nice out. And like, when do I ever get to do this? Yeah. But you know, I'm also like, well, recognizing yeah. that either that or I stew about like how fucked things are. <laughs> so I was sitting outside today and yesterday actually on the patio and cause it is super nice. But like, I was just thinking about like, I loved doing that last summer because I was choosing that this is the activity I'm doing today. I'm staying yeah. home. I'm not hanging out with people. I'm sitting on the patio. But the fact that it's like, it's kind of one of the three things I can do around here is making it really like not as fun. Totally. You know, and I would say that I am a very introverted person. I can go for a very long period of time without having to like be doing something social and social stuff like saps me. And even I am just like, oh, God, I just want to go and like see my family or like go hang out with someone or go for yeah. a dog walk with people other than my wife and my dogs. Not, I mean, not yeah. that I'm complaining. I love that I can do that. And I have to say, having four dogs as much of a pain in the ass as it is, it keeps me really busy all day. Like, yeah. I don't have a lot of downtime. I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to let the dogs out again. Or, well, yeah. it's time to feed the dogs. Like, it, you know, let's take the dogs for a walk. So it keeps me active and doing stuff and gives me some semblance of a schedule even on days when I'm like I can't but I, I think I'm doing all things considered doing pretty well I've also been doing pretty well with not reading the news although be right before we got on I was reading an article basically about just like what an internal shit show it is uh, the Trump administration still which I'm like none of this is surprising to no me surprise. all this confirming all of the things that are just grossly evident yeah, no, nothing is nothing is incredibly surprising anymore. It's um, uh, the dogs definitely would keep you busy. I haven't. This is why I'm looking forward to work. I think work is my dogs because like I don't read the news. Like when I worked in an office, the two things you can do at your desk are work or screw around on the web, right? Absolutely. So when I'm at home, I'm either working or I'm somewhere else in my house like cooking lunch or like right. shutting my eyes for 20 i'm not reading the news you know right and so that's actually been a big plus you i would think that i would have read the news more being home all the yeah time, that's good congratulations good yeah. job no that's good but i'm trying but, to convince uh, my mom to do that <laughs> oh your mom reads the news a lot no she watches it she watches msnbc 
constantly and listens to when she's not watching it she's like listening to like a Rachel Maddow podcast yeah. and I get it because I, I mean I'm the same way in terms of like getting information in my brain but I am like okay this isn't healthy to do and you can go ahead and talk all you want about how MSNBC is like you know the anis like the panacea to like Fox or whatever is that the right word um, uh the antithesis okay that'll work um but it's still the exact same business model. It's still the exact same, like, we're shooting stuff at your face. You know, I'm like, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not relaxed enough to like, I don't know. It just, it's going to make an anxious person more anxious. It's a little more subtle, right? Because Fox is just in your face completely. But still, it's like, there's a, there's something in the corner of the screen. There's the story on the screen. There's a yeah. cross. There's just too much going on. I no, think I haven't watched the news. Overload. Like, I don't have cable. I don't turn on the TV a lot. Until I mean, I long for the day that I can go to my mom's house and then within a few minutes of being in her house be like, okay, I need you to, could you, I need you to turn the TV off or at least mute it. I cannot talk to you while this is blaring in the background. You long for those days. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Mom, I can't. Rachel Maddow is so loud right now. Like, yeah, yeah. Remember when they had Keith Olbermann? <laughs> breaking news. You know, all, I'm just like, ugh. It's just as stressful to me. So I was just hearing about Univision, and I don't know who owns Univision, but there's like, you know, it's a Spanish language yeah. cable station, and I guess Spanish speakers probably watch the news on Univision quite a bit. And sort of the only news option they have, and I think that they're very, um, apparently they're very anti, like, South American socialist governments. Okay. So it's sort of propaganda in a way, and it, it just... I could be totally speaking complete garbage right now, but I just heard this one thing, read this one little thing, and it's got me thinking about looking into that a little bit more, but that's, I never thought about that. You know, like the, the angle of information that people get if you don't speak English well, or if you, like there's Indian news. It comes yeah. from India on an Indian satellite, you know, station right. on my dad's dish network or whatever. Sure. I don't know what the angle is that they're giving given them. You know, the, they'll watch that news, but I don't know what 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 where it's where are you guys coming from? Are you guys right wing, left wing? Right, totally. Um, and how that could just totally sway an entire population. I guess it's kind of similar as the fox the fox paradigm, where it's like it's swaying the uneducated white man. I guess I don't know, but. But I think, interesting. Our, I think cable news as a whole, I mean, I think liberals love to take Fox News and kind of like take it out of the pie like it's somehow the only rotten part of it. But all of it, I mean, yeah. I, I think all of it, it runs on the same business model. It's profit. It's, it, you know, it's run. It's a profit making business. It's there's corporate sponsors for all of this. It's very interconnected. I mean, like the fact that like, Alan Greenspan is married to the, what's her name? I can't remember. I'm so bad at, but one of like the main- Barbara Streisand, it's crazy. No, yeah. she looks kind of like Barbara Streisand. What is her uh, name? I can see her. She's a, like a major newscaster, like a, okay. a um, national yeah. newscaster who's very okay. well. You know, she's married to Alan Greenspan. That's weird. That is weird. You know, There's like- There's a lot of interconnection. And I'm not saying that in a conspiratorial way. I'm saying that just like, people need to recognize how interconnected, like, the news folks are as much as trump likes to deride them and say it's quote unquote fake news like 
they run in the exact same circles, like the DC news people and the DC politics people. They're at each other's parties. They know each other well. Like they're all holding on to, you know, and like trying to hold up a certain idea of politics and DC, you know. And America it's, in general. Like, like this is what like, America is. We yeah. are a country that gets back to work and, and I don't know, you know, it's, it's this fucking, yeah, and I think all, all of the, you know, Washington Post will run crazy-ass opinions from, like, insane people on the right. Yep. I, like, why are you even doing that? Like, why? I, I just feel like... But I also don't, you know, as much as there are some people who write for the Washington Post that I like, I also, the Washington Post just makes me feel gross because Amazon owns it, you know? Yeah, Jeff Bezos is garbage. I did cancel my Prime membership, but it's fucking yeah. near impossible for me to get by without ordering like one thing on Amazon a month at least. Yeah, I hear you. Because uh, I got but, back. Well, one of the things that keeps frustrating me right now is, you know, here we are in this huge battle to like, when should we open? How should we re reopen? The economy needs to reopen. Like everyone's suffering because the economy is closed, you know, and then other people saying like, well, we need to look at public health and that's the thing that's the most important right now. And I guess to me, I just keep thinking, okay, this is a false dichotomy, but not only that, in any other situation, what you would do is you'd be like, okay, who fucked up here? That whoever fucked up is accountable, yeah. and that person now needs to take care of the economic needs of the people who live here. And that person, I guess I should say the federal government. Yeah. You know, but we're so completely against this idea of the federal government, like, and quote unquote socialism, that no one's even contemplating this. No one's saying like, hey, wait a minute, how about since it's not safe to reopen and it's your fucking fault that we're in this place in the first place, the federal government has to pay people you know, a living wage right now as we get through this. The federal government has to step up and do their part. Oh, is that socialism? Well, that's what happens when you shit the bed at the federal level. <laughs> I just, yeah. and no one, I mean, I don't hear anyone on MSNBC saying this. I mean, not again, not that I'm really listening to it, but I just yeah. feel like that, that is not something that is being echoed and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm some kind of leftist crazy woman. <laughs> no, know? no. And it's, it's very simple. People want to, normal people, not the management, but the normal rank and file, people want to get back to work because they're fucking running out of money. It's yeah, like not, not it's like, not that they love to work or anything, you know, it's just that they're fucking out of money and they need yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the only way they know how to get that money in this country is we got to go to work. You know, we got to pull ourselves offered, up by our bootstraps. Yeah. And they've been offered jack shit in terms of feeling of security and right. what's going to happen. Right. Speaking of, you know, what's the, our topic today? Uh, uncertainty. Exactly. That uncertainty of I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to keep my family afloat. I had to be in line at a food bank the other day. Not me personally. I'm just saying. The general, yeah. Yeah, of course I'm going to be like, well, I guess I'm putting a mask on. I'm going to keep my fucking fingers crossed and go back to my job. You know, what else is being offered to you? But I it's just, like, even if it was offered, they fight it tooth and Maybe, but I don't, think, I don't think so. I think if, for instance, like when this first started, when even Mitt Romney was like, you know what? Universal basic income sounds like a pretty good idea. We should put a thousand bucks in the mail to everyone right fucking now. Yeah. Like if that had been embraced by the Trump administration, even if it had made Republicans like freak the fuck out, but if Trump had been like, I got to save my ass. And the only way to save my ass is to keep people from freaking out. 
I'm just doing this. But then everybody be like, oh, well, you, what are you listening to Mitt Romney now? That, that traitor, he should be hung. Like, it's like, I don't think your everyday person would say that. I think even your right wing person right now, who's like freaking out because their job is closed. If they were like, okay, I can put my business on hold yeah. while this is happening and take care of my family. I am much more incentivized and motivated to follow a stay at home order now to take this seriously, to not see my governor as my enemy. You know, like it just, it just makes me very upset that the thing that seems most clear to me in terms of how to frame this never is coming up in this. Yeah, I, I don't know that they haven't heard that argument at this point. And I, it, based, on, uh, based on several of the Facebook arguments that I've gotten in, I don't think the people on the right are open at all to um, free money from the government. They will take the $1,200 check, but they don't want it monthly. They're like, no, that's too much. They don't want it like Canada. They don't want it for you know, the remainder of the pandemic or whatever. Um, I, I think right now the thumbnails or thumb screws or however you say it are tightening enough that people are like, I don't have any, any options. Someone needs to help me. Like, I feel like you're right. A lot of these people, from like, yes, I think that's what they would say to you in theory. But now that they're like, holy shit, I just got laid off. Mm -hmm. My partner can't go to work and or may bring sickness home to our family. Yeah. I don't feel good. And I think I have COVID-19. Like all these things are reasons for people to then go, you know what would be really helpful right now is a check from the fucking government. And well, I'm not saying this as someone who loves the federal government. I'm saying this as I feel no, like you love the federal government. I know. Love the man. Woo! <laughs> Ruby Ridge, Waco. So I really feel like this is the time that the federal government has to step up and be like, you know what? Okay. We, we have to keep people afloat. I don't understand how you keep the economy float af afloat when people don't have money to go buy stuff. No. You know, I told myself before we logged on, I was like, I am not going to rant about politics because I'm sure people need a break from that. But it's just really, I don't know. I feel like the things that are being taken from people right now mostly involve their time and their ability to do the things they want. And those are things you can't give back to people. Right. You know, I think it's one of the reasons I feel so sad about not being able to see my mom. Cause I'm like, yeah. you know, like, it's not like, not like my mom is super old and feeble, but she's not like a young woman. I'm not a young woman anymore either. So no, my parents are not young. And, and exactly. you know, I'm like the time that I don't get to spend with them. It's not like I necessarily get to make up for that. Right. You know? So I don't know. I just really feel like that aspect of it is not being addressed in terms of quality of life. And that's another reason why I feel like the federal government owes, owes everybody a quality of life check. Like for real, like sorry for the inconvenience of you know, adding existential dread to your daily activities and making you unable to, you know, have the closeness that's necessary from friends and family to get through such an ordeal. Yeah. This is the least we can fucking do. Here's a piece of paper that gives you money. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I just hope everybody that's decides that that's the way no, to go. What are talking about? I just hope that everybody votes the right way and, and, and that, that the idiocy that drove people to, to vote one way doesn't, doesn't just, you know, show up through the, the paint or whatever, you know? Like, oh, that wallpaper was so dark, that Trump wallpaper behind the paint. Oh, I can still see the red hats. So I was trying to paint over it, but no, I see the red hats. I didn't, it's still gonna, like, it's all up to them. Like, they, we, they can 
bitch all they want about, oh man, stuff is being taken away from me and I'm broke and I, I almost have zero faith that this is going to go well. I know. I Thinking wish about the end of the year is really fucking me up. I just, it's six months away. That's not a long time. Nope, it is not a long time. We started this podcast about six months ago, I think. Right. So. And, uh. you know, I can't, I keep thinking to myself, too. I'm like, if we could just time shift order of events a little bit, like if we could go back in time, I know it's impossible, but I just keep thinking, like, what if the coronavirus stuff happened just a couple months before it actually started. So for instance, instead of the first case being the end of January, the first case had been at the end of November. Uh Where things ended up in terms of the Democratic presidential primary, I think would have fundamentally shifted hard towards Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah. And instead what happened is right before this shit hit the fan with the coronavirus, everybody stepped back and was like, take it, Joe. You know, and so now here we have a nominee who is, again, an establishment candidate from the past, you know, who I just, I basically now feel personally like I'm in the same boat as I was with Hillary Clinton, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go for him. Yeah. And I just, I feel so upset that at a time of such uncertainty, I don't have a candidate that I can be passionate about and that I'm like, fuck yeah, finally. Like never in my adult life have I had that. And I just, that makes me just really bummed out. No. Like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, but I'm also not excited about it. And people can go ahead and bitch at me all they want. Be like, well, what do you want, Trump? Clearly not. It is, it has caused a drastic impact on my quality of life to have him be president for the past Mm -hmm. week. And I know you too. I mean, people, I don't know, like every single time, like a cisgendered white person says anything about like the impact of anything on their lives. I just want to kick them in the crotch. Just like, oh my God, you have no idea what it's like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's fucked up. I mean, I guess I'll say I was a little excited about Obama because my, my wife at the time was really excited about Obama. I got, got into the spirit. It was, in, it was cool to see a person of color get so far in, in, in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And I got to say, you're right. I was really excited about Obama. But yeah. that went downhill really quickly for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, once you see what his policies are and how right. he wasted, he wasted his what, political capital, too. But Right. But it wasn't even him personally, although, yes, there are things that he could do differently. I also felt like, okay, this is just, there's only so many um, deck chairs to, like, shuffle here. Like, yeah. the, there's just not a lot of room for quote unquote hope and change. Cause that's not really what the people who hold the levers of power want. I mean, and I really do feel that deep down. I'm like, there are a lot of people, even a lot of people who are Democrats and who are, have a lot of political and economic capital who would much rather have Trump be president than have had Bernie Sanders win. And that grosses yeah. me out, but I think it's true. And I think that's why you saw this happen where everyone was like, Joe Biden, Spartacus, we're getting out of the way. Yeah, you know, and here's Joe yeah. Biden like trailing off mid-sentence on live TV over and over again, and I'm supposed to be excited about him, you know? No, no, I mean, as far as the moneyed powers and the people that, yeah, that have that power right now, Bernie's very bad for that, and, um, you know... Right, that's the thing, is that's shifting so quickly now because of all of these things that are happening. That said, there are a lot of people who are still getting rich in the face of all of this, which 
to me, I was like, man, like one of the few times I've ever wished hell was real because <laughs> I can't think of a better place for you. Yeah, no, so many people are getting rich. There's no dirt people getting rich on this. Fascism makes people rich. I think Henry Ford got rich on Hitler. You know what I mean? It's just like IBM got rich on tracking Jews. It's like, those companies are still around too. So they, yep, they, they, helped, they helped the Holocaust happen and they're helping it now. So, yep. hey, cool stuff. <laughs> What's up, Volkswagen? We see you. Yeah, I mean, Cisco. assholes. Cisco alone, I believe, is just responsible for all kinds of, like, surveillance equipment in China. Well, no doubt, yeah. yeah but here, they're just like, oh, yeah, we sell routers and, and, and stuff. And, like, in general, right. they're like, oh, yeah, we're working directly with the, the Communist Party to, you know, develop tracking devices for every citizen or whatever. Yep. Um, American American companies have no problem doing that type of business where it's allowed. Do you? We may have talked about this before. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't know what we've said. Do you remember when Google had a like a tagline or a motto of "Do no evil"? Yes. Yes. When did that get erased? And it I went don't, away. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that like figuratively. Like, when did you lose your moral courage? Like, I know. <laughs> As soon as you were literally swimming in money with underage girls, I get it. I understand how corruption happens. But my point is that used to be like a thing. And now I, you can hardly find any proof that it existed. Yeah, no, they're trying to be a different company. And every fucking new tech company is always like, hey, we're going to do things differently. This is going to be different this time. We're going to do the right thing and be, you know, pro every good thing. <laughs> and I mean, their thing was. This Zoom call right now, furiously taking notes. Yeah, I get it. And it's it does creep me out that the tech companies right now are just swimming in it. I mean, they're doing great because of all this. And that's just Oh, yeah, it's giving them even more power and more capital. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of a shift because the real estate companies are not doing well, you know, the people that leased out lease out the big office space and all that kind of stuff. So it's shifting from them to yeah. the communication companies that are in, in the tech world. It's, it's a big shift of the money, but probably the people that own that are also like got their hands in this too. So it's probably okay for them. Right. Yeah. Probably is. All right. <laughs> I had a bunch of notes about, uh, what's the topic again? Uncertainty. Um, I had this article from Anxiety Canada. Um, there are certain people who are intolerant of uncertainty. Um, yeah yeah and a lot of a lot of these the we've gone over these a little bit um i will name one of these things though i do a lot do you make lists for yourself <sighs> yes yes i do i do i'm not very good at it and not super systematic about it but i'm getting better at doing that yeah what i what used to happen is i would just make a list and then it would just be there but now what i'm doing is i'm making a list and then i'm actually populating those things into my calendar okay such a small shift and such a big difference. That's good, yeah, because then you know it's coming up and it's, it reminds you that you're supposed to do it. But I make, I make several lists. I have a whiteboard list, I have paper lists, I have a list on my phone. This is list making is a way of eliminating uncertainty. Some people will make long and detailed to-do lists. Sometimes several lists every day. That is, that's definitely me. I don't, like, I don't like uncertainty, I guess. I guess I'm very, I think my anxiety, my social anxiety and my generalized anxiety just make it so that I gotta have I got to have my list of things that I need to get done. Otherwise, yeah. 
I'm I have just a floating in this ether of like uncertainty, basically, because I don't I know what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. Yeah, a low tolerance for ambiguity. I think that's. Yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting because that's the reason why whenever something happens, whenever I'm interested in something, I'm like, I need to know all the things. And as soon as you start doing that, as soon as you start trying to find all of the information, you realize how little you actually know. Oh, speaking of which, we never mentioned our new sponsor. Oh. Oh, yeah. Dunning-Kruger. Yeah. Dunning-Kruger <laughs> is sponsoring our podcast. And yeah, they make a delicious home. scotch. It's, uh, I haven't <laughs> had it in a while but uh I, I honestly don't okay here's the thing is i have had it i i'm a huge fan i've, I've been drinking dunning kruger for a long time yeah. to the point that i'm not really sure what it is or what it tastes like i couldn't i used to be like this is a lemon lime flavored seltzer and now i'm like wait a minute <laughs> it's like cotton candy if oh. it was made by a dragon you just don't know. I mean, and that's kind of the point. It's one of the reasons why it's such a great product. I mean, as everyone knows. So Dunning-Kruger, the more you drink, the less you know. The more you drink, the less you know. Yeah. I did. I totally forgot about that sponsor. Well, I hope they're not upset with us, but I think they'll understand. You know? I've been thinking about their product so much today that I forgot to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the other part of the social, this is so Dunning-Kruger, it's a product that you drink. Um, Quitting drinking got me ready for social distancing. Oh, yes. Because yes. everything stopped being fun, and then I just started staying home all the time. So it's just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am so thankful that you're sober and that you're doing well with it. And I think it is something that I've thought about a lot in terms of like people who are in a situation where they're dealing with addiction and now they're by themselves, you know, like, ugh. I mean, that's just, that's a really hard, horrible place to be, yes. you know? So when people say things like, well, having everything shut down and stay at home orders are causing harm too. I know, <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's denying that, but I think that those things weigh on me as well. Cause I, again, this is people's quality of life and mental health are suffering because of this. But again, it's not because of the stay at home orders so much as it is the complete ineptitude of the people in charge of this suppose the democracy to take care of the people that live here you got that folks <laughs> I, I, I agree how about we uh call it call it a day on that note that's some powerful stuff laura yeah i want somebody to make that into what do you call it a meme okay yeah or a jpeg one of those jpegs that they, one they of those jpeg thingies on the internet distribute people. where there's like the words and in the background there's like picture glitter Glitter, uh, a sparkly unicorn. Yeah. Hey, um, if you have anything to say to us, uh, send us an email at embrace yourself. Is that what it is? Embrace yourself. God, this episode is horseshit. All right, embrace yourself69420 at gmail.com. That's embrace yourself69420 at gmail.com. Um, I was just going to say, I thought this was probably going to be our ticket to a Webby. <laughs> Hey, yeah maybe maybe happy 10th anniversary 10th episode anniversary wow yeah it's yeah. A 10th episode 10th anniversary <laughs> right. I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm hanging up now all right laura neil chin up yeah hang in there all right you too I'll all right talk to you soon. <laughs> bye bye, bye.